See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god. And and weeks and tumultuous times later, tumultuous times later, we are back on air. They tried to keep us down. The Illuminati and the hacker nation and oh, uh, god, the man yeah. and Russian. The Freemasons. The, Freemasons uh, the and Bilderberg group. And, uh, and if you don't know what we're talking order. about, you're living a nicer life than me. But that's or the, okay. Or the nude world order, whichever one. I wouldn't care about be. that. I'm not uh, afraid of nude people. I'd be like, I can see they're not carrying guns. And I'd be like, <laughs> guess what? I am. Well, they might have a gun up their ass. But hey, what is this? <laughs> this is Slow Robot, isn't slow it? Slow Robot Go-Go. Big Show 209. Not to be confused with 309. Yeah. Or, uh, my name is Mal. With me as always. Oh, Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And this, uh, yes. From Parts Angry. Yeah, they, yeah from unknown. Parts of Unknown Anger. And this is uh, dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Yeah, dedicated. This is dedicated to the one I love. Oh, <laughs> Bad movies. Yeah. Left and right. Yeah. And we I'm, got some. We got one at least that's. The best kung fu movie ever made. Oh, my God. The best kung fu movie ever made. Ah, uh, no. I'm going to have to dispute you a little bit on that All one. All right, well, I guess we'll have an <laughs> argument on the air. I don't think we're going to have an argument. Because <laughs> the problem is, mostly these movies are kind of like, eh, they're not even worth arguing about. They're good or they're bad, but you're like, eh, whatever. And then the other know. movie is like, drops more N-bombs than uh, I was like, Tar- I was like, did Tarantino do this movie? <laughs> more than Tarantino. More movie. N-words per square inch from Bill Shatner than you can shake a stick. At. Yes. Can you believe that? Yes, yes. that's what we have. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But before all that, and there's, there's plenty to do, uh, what did you watch this week? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing, nothing for me. Nothing, nothing. You, oh, you've nothing. had a busy couple weeks, though, huh? Of nothing. Well I, watched yes. one of, well, I watched one of our movies. One of our movies is actually a movie that I watched, not intending it to be the movie, so I changed uh, my pick. So. Yeah, and I had already watched your other pick, so, so we it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Dr. Morbius double feature this week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Next week, I, I'll come back with a vengeance, you jive turkeys. Anyway, I watched about 100 million movies. I watched um, All Things Must Pass, which is a documentary on Tower Records. Oh, Interesting okay. movie. Very. It's it, it gives you a lot of insight and a lot of... Uh, on the record industry? Yeah, well, on the, on, but on their industry, how they did it, what they did. Like, it was kind of just... They just kept rolling, man. And they did a lot of drugs and did a lot of crazy stuff, but they just made sure they opened the doors every day. And it was it was weird. Like, there was one there was one part where they used to bill home office for hand truck fuel, and that meant cocaine. They used to buy cocaine and, and bill it to home office and stuff. I don't know. And it's funny because whenever you, like... That's so sad. See, we're in, like, a formal world or, or you know and i and i work at, at like co- super corporate usa and you you hear these stories about entrepreneurs and people that build their own worlds and they do stuff like that and it's just like legendary you know and yeah. and, and people just and they have beer coolers that after after five on a thursday and friday they just start drinking and keep working and stuff and that kind of stuff is almost fun and cool and interesting to a to somebody who's trapped in the in the super corporate, you know, in the cube. Yeah, you're you're like, wow, there could be a world like that, you know, like 
drunk after three welding. And, and that just means, I, I, you know, like I just weld every day. And then after three, things are going to get a little bit messy. I'm going to drink. And if you want cheaper prices, well, come in after three because I'll do it. But I'll be drunk and I'll probably charge you like a six pack. And then, you know, it just keeps perpetuating itself. I don't know. It's just, it's just stuff you think about. Um, yeah, and then okay. I started watching Legend. Remember that Tim Curry and stuff? Oh, that crap? Oh, I turned it off. I was like, yeah, you're, we're done yeah. here. I watched about 20 minutes of it because everyone talks about it. It's referenced a lot of times in podcasts and movie lore, and I'm just like, yuck. It was stupid. And then um, then I watched Straight Outta Compton because um, I, uh, you know, it, it was an, it's an interesting movie. Um, eh, I don't know. I mean, it, it did kind of, I don't want to say glorify it, but... It is what it is. It was a. I'm, it, I'm waiting for the sequel, Gay Out of Compton. That's already been made, probably. Okay. All right. Um. Then I watched the Angry Video Game Nerd movie, and that's um, that was it's a movie. Uh, there's a web uh, series called the Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh God. And uh, you know, it's on YouTube, and he's he's Man. he's one of the one of those guys that's kind of been ch- a chosen one. You know, like like for some like when you watch YouTube, and you see these YouTube stars. <laughs> Oftentimes, especially for like me, I'm older, I don't quite get why they would be who they are. Like, there's just some chosen ones in the world of YouTube that are for some reason popular, and you look at it and you go, oh, okay. oh you mean like the creature feature with Doc and Clown? <laughs> yeah, like the creature feature with Doc and Clown. All, off the chart stardom. And there's Good nothing time. left of that show after the hack. It's all gone. Everyone, really? Except for what's on tape. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, the list goes on of things we lost forever. Uh, so, but so then they made a movie, and it, I don't know if it. I'm assuming it was a commercial flop. I mean, it was a very, very B movie, but whatever. It was okay. I mean, I like the guy. I like the 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 video game stuff he does. So eh, I just watched it. It was on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. See, that's what happened. To oh, we you got, bought? You got Amazon. We Prime. have Amazon Prime now. So now I'm delving into free movie that world, there, and I'm yeah. ringing them up. You know. So then, uh, then I watched uh, Plastic Galaxy, which is a documentary about the uh, Star Wars collectibles, okay. and the all and those dudes that have like in the box and new and all that kind of all these. And man, there's so many of them. You see these? There's so many guys with just room upon room of wall upon wall. It's amazing to me. I mean, I thought I had a problem because I have like records and I have some goofy shit on the walls, you know, but not. I don't. I, <laughs> there's some there's some real deep dive uh, collectors, you know. Yeah. And then I watched a faster horse, which was a documentary about the new uh, the team that was rolling out the new styled uh, Mustang, just a, a a Mustang, you know, talking about the history, talking about where they've been, the pressures of doing a new one. Uh, and I watched uh, He Never Died, which which is starring uh, Henry Rollins. It was a newer one starring Henry Rollins. And it's a very off-putting, unsettling uh, tale until you find out that he is actually Cain, who slew his brother, Cain and Abel. Like, oh, they went at, back there, and he's just walking. He's been on the earth since then, and and like, oh, and, and, okay. and and it's very, it's a weird movie, but fun. Um, Henry Rollins is actually a pretty good actor in stuff that he chooses. I don't think he could be. He doesn't have dynamic range that would let him choose any part. But he picks stuff that works with him, and he knows himself, and he knows, you know, his persona and stuff like that. And it, it's kind of cool. It was cool seeing him. Uh, and then I watched Battle for Sky Arc. Um, then I wrote underneath that Buick Skylark. Then I wrote Skynet, and I wrote shit. So uh, mm. basically, it was um, 
It's a weird, dumb little movie. I don't know. <clears throat> it's nothing we're talking about. So you're trying to get as much bang out of your buck for Amazon Prime? No, no, I just I well, I watch movies and and I watch and if I'm in too deep, I don't turn them off. Yeah. Like I like sometimes I'll watch a movie that I've never heard of. I just click on it and say, well, let's go, let's let's take this this ride, and I'll watch it. And I'm if I'm like thirty or forty minutes in, even if I'm like unsure about it or whatever, I'm like, well, I'm already in this. I'm in too deep, man. I gotta you know you're already in too deep. So you just then I watched one that I that I actually had the disc for, but sent it back because it sat forever. Ex Machina. Oh yeah, I heard of it. That's a crazy movie. It's I a good movie. It. I was, it, it was. I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh my god, I was kind of blown away by it, and I wish I would have watched it sooner because, I, you know, I, I'm watching this thing and I was like, wow, this is really something. You know, um, Android AI, <laughs> uh, uh, very, very crazy movie. It's a good, it's a good movie. And then I watched uh, Coherence, which was, um, I don't know. Not a not a terrible movie, not a great movie. It was a it was about like the uh, when the comet it's one of those comets too close to the earth and weird things happen and uh, it's a disaster and, movie. <laughs> and it was a disaster, but it wasn't a disaster movie. It was like a this is what I thought I was on board with it for, and then and then I saw how it was shot like Gonzo style like shaky cam oh, yeah, yeah. and people over overreacting uh, about what's going on and arguing with each other and it, it made tense scenes but it, but instead of tense it got it was just annoying like, you know what I mean like I was just like boy I hate all these people I, I don't like any of them so that was it you know that, that's, that's how I lot. was that's well it lot. was a lot well it's been two weeks uh, you might have noticed we were we were not here last week that's because someone took over my computer and destroyed it so yay for that huh and it wasn't beer no it wasn't beer this time this time it was an external force so uh, I'll talk about it more on other podcasts. Uh, but Bobby Bod, I'm going to really unleash uh, yeah. a tapestry of curse words and hatred that will forever roam the atmosphere and cut holes in the ozone. It's a good uh, way to. Yeah, yeah, you know. Good way to release. But here's not the place. So we're gonna just uh, we'll hit a trailer break and then we come back. I guess we're going head first into these movies, right? Yes, we are. All right. Or butt first. So, well, so n- now new and improved uh, list of trailers and a new and improved list of uh, sound effects because we had to go get everything new. That's cool. Huh? Hey, hackers are cool. Yeah. Kill Whitey! No, no, no. It's so scary, we dare you to see The Monsters Crash the Pajama Party, the first movie ever filmed in horror vision, Hollywood's latest miracle. You'll scream as fiendish movie monsters actually become alive, then crash right out of the screen, go into the audience, and carry screaming girls from their seats right back into the picture to become part of the movie. We warn you, horror vision is not 3D. The movie monsters become real flesh and blood. Be sure to see The Monsters Crash the Pajama Party in horror vision and color. Convention girls know how to take care of a man in the most unconventional ways. I'm Susie. I'm obsessed with my toys of joy. I'm Gloria. Once is never enough. I'm Anne. I would do anything in a bathtub. Convention girls love it. So will you. Rated R. Plus special second feature, Naked Rider. She entered young and innocent, but came out the Naked Rider. Rated R. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. But sometimes, even if people didn't get out of line, they got whacked. 
I mean, hits just became a habit for some of the guys. Guys would get into arguments over nothing, and before you knew it, one of them was dead. I mean, they were shooting each other all the time. Shooting people was a normal thing. It was no big deal. When the moon is full, the beast must die. Eight people, each one a suspect. One of you is a werewolf. You, the audience, must track down the werewolf. You must choose between eight suspects. When the film stops, guess which one is the werewolf. Watch for the werewolf break. See it. Solve it. But don't tell. The beast must die. From Cinerama releasing rated PG, parental guidance suggested. The beast must die. And he had one thing you haven't got. What's that, sir? A great big bushy beard. All right, that and more. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so now I'm like a kid in a candy store with all these awesome sound effects that I've just went out and got. Are these got completely different from the other ones? There's some duplicates because that I, ones I really loved, but yeah, there are a lot of different new ones, you know. Oh, well, hey, everybody. New trailers, yeah. new sound effects. New everything. I did download a, a, a curse word beep at various lengths, so sometimes we can play curse word stuff and just drop in a beep over it. Uh, oh, I see what <laughs> like, you mean. Yeah. So, you know. So if on that other one we say something yeah. bad, you just go yeah, because I mean we curse on this one a little bit, but on the uh, on the the indie circuit, which is a gaining popularity across the world, uh, we 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 don't curse on that one. That's a bad. That's no no. So uh, what are we doing? What's our first movie, man? Where are I don't we going? Know you pick, man. I don't know. Uh, are we gonna do uh, N word McGillicuddy? Sure, we'll just why do not? Uh, why not? William Shatner's infamous Roger Corman, um, The Intruder. Yep, from 1962, I think. Yeah, I think it was 1962. It was basically, well, I don't know. It's not basically. Like, you know, so William William Shatner, kind of, uh, it's set in a sleepy Mississippi town. I think Mississippi or... Yeah, somewhere in the south. Civil rights era. Civil rights era. This is is very heavy-handed with the uh, white devil and, uh, you know... Yeah, this was like uh, Corman's... Like, he decided back in the 60s, besides all the other stuff he was going to do, like a serious movie, and then after he got it done, he lost money on it, so he never made another one again. Truly. I, wow. I thought truly, he, it's I the thought only he movie never, he ever lost money I on. I thought he never lost money. This is the only movie he ever lost money on. It was written by... Well, white. the world wasn't ready yet for white exploitation. Now, you yeah. know, now, now it is. Now we're ready, because, you know... And the writer was the guy, one of the guys, Charles Beaumont from the Twilight Zone. He was actually the uh, school teacher at the end, so... Oh. It's an interesting movie, heavy-handed you can as see, all hell. You, you can know? see that it's well-written. I mean, this is, yeah. this, this is one of those movies where you're like, wow, this is an actual movie. Sometimes with Corman stuff, you're like, ah, just whatever. There's always a story there. I, I will say, whenever it's a Corman joint, yeah. there's always, it's they're shot usually very well, fast, yeah. but, but, but they're competent. Good actors. You're going to very rarely, we'll see a mic in the, in the shot, you know. And there's decent actors. He just gets them before they're anybody and uses them up, and then they go on to do better things, you know. So actually, this is kind of like a slice of life. You know, I mean, I, I don't remember this. I was, I was Back then, I was alive in 62, 63, 64, but I was living up north. But yeah. slice of life from the deep south, you know, when segregation hit and, you know, black students and were going to white schools and white students. 
we're going to black school in an effort to like integrate which right. which was very it was a very tumultuous time back then yeah and it's something that i don't know if i'd agree they should have done you know what i mean it was kind of mm. like i mean I, I i do remember like in the earlier state in the 65 when we moved down to south florida there being integration and like there was a lot of like hatred I think it could have been done a little differently. Oh, you mean not not not, not done. forcing kids? But to go you to mean like let it happen naturally or something like that? But don't oppose it. I don't know. Don't don't impose it. Don't impose it, or and also don't uh, don't oppose it when it starts to happen, kind of thing. You know? No, like, because it was definitely like um, you know, you send black kids to a white school, there's going to be problems. You send white kids to a black school, right. they're going to get their asses kicked. And I know this because friends of mine that happened to, and you know, it wasn't good, and that's why. I ended up going to Catholic school because my parents <laughs> didn't want me to get bused to, you know, the ghetto because, you know, there's uh, like, you know, every day getting beat or, you know, possibly. Or vice know, versa. Or, yeah. you know, no, mostly, mostly getting beat, you know, uh, if, you, because if you had to go to. So it wasn't, it, 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 I think it did more harm than good. I think it uh, made like some people feel better, but it did more harm than good. But I guess eventually it had to happen. You know? Well, I think, I think, um. It was really, and this shows it. This actually is, you know, kind of putting a spotlight on it. It was harder in the South. For it was some, for in some the reason, South. in the North, it was like whatever. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, well, it was just the Civil War. Yeah, dude, no, no, I, mean, I know, but know. I'm saying like it, it, it was like nothing. You know, you already had New York and Chicago and stuff. Well, there might have been areas where it was mostly white and areas that were mostly black, but who cares? In New York, everyone hates each other equally. It didn't and, matter, and, like where it was kind of really. A, and a in, thing. and in the years subsequent years, we find out it's not as much about race; it's about money. It's about class system. You know, they're still black. They're still ghettos. Yeah. That's never changed. They're still like you know, people hating other people because of their skin colors or whatever. So nothing ever changes. It's just, it just was a time where like you know it was like thought that that was yeah. going to actually solve a lot of the problems and. The problems never go away, but, you know, due yeah. to whatever race baiting or right. you well, know and, whatever and, you want to call it. You know, and then you have like news organizations that prop it up for ratings. They don't realize the long-term effects, negative effects that they're doing. Like no, they just want money. It's just a and it's amazing to me that they that, that you know they kind of propagate some of this stuff. And even even like movies, like where you know where uh, um, not hateful eight the uh, Django Unchained, where yeah, uh, Tarantino yeah, yeah. did it. And I'm watching the movie, and it's you know you know I don't even believe some of this crap. It's like a western or like a samurai film. The lore of what happened to black people and white people has been like off the chart m- manipulated. Well, it's totally like I can tell you one thing because I saw it with my own two eyes when we first moved down to Miami in '65. I do remember seeing colored and white bathrooms. No, no, well, yeah, th- not as that far stuff. As lynching and I'm stuff talking about like that. that like I'm uh, talking about like were they. You know, uh, in the Django Unchained, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio was like, like having black people beat each other to death for fun and stuff. Like that. I'm like, yeah, give me a break. Know, they were know. just the people that worked in the field and kept, kept the damn product moving. There wasn't none of that bullshit. I, they, but yeah, they just they, they everyone likes to amp everything up and then then people start believing it. And you're like, give me a break. You know? I mean, you know, it's. It, Basically, real William Shatner is like a, a yeah yeah. Let's get back to the real thing. <laughs> William Shatner is like a you know white supremacist guy doing like race baiting in the South because he's pissed off about integration. He works right. for like some kind of John Birch Society, which they call the Patrick Henry Society. So he goes to like a southern town in wherever yeah. Alabama, wherever, and he's and he's a really slimy dude. He and, is like 
He's, he's like he's, one of the worst people in the history of, of sim, cinema. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, he, bad. he's worse than the devil. Like he, he's so weird and creepy. He's immediately sleeps with that 14 year old or, or whatever he that goes girl into town. And he starts like talking to the people and he starts like preaching the word of why are your kids going to all these? Oh, he glad, and, he's glad, hand, glad handing everyone. But every story is different. He's always kind of saying something, whatever they want to hear, not who he is, you know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like, Hitting on all sorts of women, picking up like you know, like young girls and high school girls and married women or whatever. So Dude, he's just like they, they, he, and he does this well. And I don't really think I never really thought he was a good actor, but he is a good actor. He's, he's, he's a good, good enough a certain, actor, he's you a, know. He's a type. He's a type of yeah. actor that he's great at. Like what he Bruce is. Campbell. Yeah. If it's his right kind, he's gonna excel. If it isn't. But you know, like this one here, he plays like this nervous, weird creep, and he just nails it. And you know, he's not like that in real life. He's a, when you listen to him, he's a really funny guy. He's a nice yeah, guy, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But man, he, he he's like they. So he goes in and he just starts kind of stirring the pot. He goes and he knows this is where the integration is just hitting. So we have a couple. Uh, we have a small area. And now the whole time I'm thinking something different here. When he goes into town, he he was you know he's kind of stirring everything up and and saying oh why are these white people or why are the black people going into this uh, white good clean white schools and stuff like that. But then he asked to get a ride into the black part of the of the of the thing, and I was thinking they were going to make him like a very light skinned mulatto. No. Like he was kind yeah, of mean, like yeah. doing a, re- a reverse yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, then yeah, being yeah. like, ah, because he always would be like, you are my friend, aren't you? And he yeah, right, and no. So I started thinking he's an, actually a black guy no. and he's going to go, boom, I surprise think, black I think, guy. I think you there know? is a movie like that called Black Like Me. I think there was a movie like Some, that. This yeah. Is, this is, yeah, no. This That's is where it. I thought it was going at first and I was like, oh no, he's just a scumbag. He's, he's just, just a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, he just goes into town, starts messing with the women, starts stirring up trouble. Immediately sleeps with a high school girl. Yeah, basically, yeah. And I was like, well, some things don't change. That's Shatner all day long. Well, I don't, I don't want to say that, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> not that Shatner sleeps with little girls. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. Jared from Subway. <laughs> right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he goes into town, and he's, like, hooking up with, like, all these important people, and he's like, do you really want your people to be, like, you know, going to school? And they're like, no, but that's the law. And he goes, well, whose law is it? That's not our law. We're a democracy. We're run mm-hmm. by the people. We don't have to have the government, like, tell us exactly what to do, which are words that I still hear to this day. That's, a, that's a big lie today as it was back then. Oh, boy, is it. <laughs> oh, and, boy, And other it. lies, and other land lies, of the free, yeah. home of the brave. Yeah, you know, your vote counts, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, so he gets into town, and like I said, he starts stirring up. And in the meantime, they're setting up for this, like, ten black kids that are going to go to a white school. Yeah. And that's like the big, you know, and everybody in town's like opposed to it. There's these real like stereotypical like Southern. rednecky, jerky-hating oh, guys, you know. Boy, and the one thing that was interesting, though, they did take the time to show the black family where the dads were like, I don't want you, you're exactly. not going. Like, exactly, they took neither, both sides. Yeah. Neither side, neither side wanted, wanted to do it, and, that's and, right. And, and, and it was kind of cool because they were like, it, it could have been even worse, more heavy-handed, but they... Did take the time to say that kind of stuff and set that up, saying neither side. That's why I'm telling and you, the, it was forced on people. And nobody really wanted to do it. And the kids were always like, whatever. The kids didn't care as much as the parents, which 
I think in real life the kids don't care as much as the parents because kids don't care very much. I don't think they were thrilled. They looked kind of scared, but you know. Well, um, unknown. You know, kids. Yeah. Are, you know, but but it, but it was it, that's the way it was played out, and I'm glad they took the time to do that kind of stuff because it could have been just whitey devil time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. So yeah, and then then there's another character that pops up who's like the the, the editor of the newspaper. And he's not a racist, okay? He's the guy that's kind of like gets pissed off. Straight when, shooter guy. You know, yeah. when Shatner he refuses to like, uh, Shatner's got some paper, uh, some some pamphlet that he wants to get printed in the paper. He refuses to do it. Then the, Shatner hooks up with the mayor or some who big owns heavy set guy who owns yeah. everything and he, who like who slaps people around at the end of the movie, like you know, oh okay, you know, slapping everybody. And he basically <laughs> tells the guy, you either print this or you're fired because I own this town. So. He has to do it, and then you start getting situations where, like, a black uh, couple goes through the middle of town, and the white people are gonna, you know, do, right. you know, beat him up, and he gets involved in it. So, okay, so you got the the one good white character, basically. Every, like you said, hate whitey. Every white person is pretty much bad. This, this is like movie. a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Every, every white guy is the devil. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Except one guy. <laughs> exactly. You know, so Shatner, one lone guy who fought the fought the law and the law won. So Shatner's like preaching, you know, the, the stirring, hell out of everything. Stirring everyone up. And in the meantime, uh, some I forgot what the, I, I'm coming, I got to, conf- I forgot some of the plot, but anyway, the, the one good white guy, he gets the the crap beat out of him at some point because he's trying to break up. Uh, I forgot what it was. It no, because they weren't letting the black kids into the school, and then he came over and he was like, "No, they like they called the cops and said that the black kid was doing something at the school." And then now this isn't the rape part. No, 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 no. no, no this no. isn't the beat up part. No, You're no, talking no. about the end of the movie. No, no. Yeah. But I'm talking about like they said something like where the the, the principal wasn't letting the kids in. And he was like, no, you have to. That's the law. And then he did something where then they let him in. And then when he was walking back oh, to his right. car, the then car, you got the shit beat yeah, everyone beat him up because he was, you know, oh. And, and then and then there's another subplot where, like, when Shatner goes into the hotel room, he meets uh, uh, this guy, Leo Gordon, who's been in a lot of movies back then, mm. that big, heavy set, mean-looking dude, and his wife. And he looks she, like an iron worker. Yeah. Or like one of those dudes standing up scary. on those girders that's putting in rivets. Scary. That's, yeah, this guy. So he's there with his wife, and his wife's kind of like quiet, or she's kind of like weird, and Shatner kind of puts the moves on her, and then she like has to go, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, cause, but Shatner's got that evil eye, you know, the lecherous. So, you know, it turns out that the guy, Leo Gordon, is a serving salesman, and his wife, they're staying in this town for a while. And, like, you know, as soon as he leaves town, Shatner puts the hit on the he, wife. He sleeps her there. He sleeps her. And then you later find out when Leo Gordon uh, confronts him that his wife is a nympho. And, you know, basically, like, he says, my wife's got a problem, you know. I'm trying to get... And he, like, pulls a gun on him. And then Shatner does the same trick. And then that's when, like, you find out Shatner's, like, a little weasel because he's, like, the guy's, like, shoot me. I dare you to shoot me. And Shatner can't even do it. So he's really... Kind of like a gutless little mouthpiece or whatever, yeah. you know. And, and then the other, because that other guy, the big guy, lays it out on the line. Like, he, he's been around longer. He's seen people like this. And he's like, and he gives him like, he really rips him apart. He's like, I've seen weasels like you. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, town yeah. has some jerk like you. You're just yeah. a spineless puke, you know. And and this, and this imposing guy in your, in your face, most Scary. people would crumble because he's a big dude, man. You better go fast or you're done. So anyway, yeah. while I, while that happens, afterwards the, the 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 newspaper editor guy 
gets beat up to you know gets the shit kid eye loses an eye and everything like that mm. and like you know the daughter is the daughter that Shatner was with and the mother and they're like crying and they're like oh my dad then when they go home the girl goes home and Shatner's there and he's waiting like, for her. he's waiting for her and he says if you don't want to see your dad die you need to do this yeah and then they cut away so you don't know what the plan is you know? and then this is basically like at school, she's supposed to lure the one black kid, the main, you know, actor, one of the main actors, to the this the basement, and they're gonna set up for like he raped her, so that way they'll have a reason to you know have a lynching. So, lynching, yeah, it's so weird. And then Shatner's like, you know, they grab the kid and the principal. The principal's trying to protect them. That's Charles Beaumont. He's trying to call the cops to stop it. But the cops, you know, haven't gotten there in time, so the whole town just mob runs in. I think the cops are part of the mob. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm not sure. The, the mob was very uh, town heavy. It was it was a lot of people, which uh, apparently this kind of thing was when it did happen. And that's what it was, you know. Like kind of everyone just uh, goes for it, you know. So they tie the guy up to a swing set and they start messing with him, or whatever. And they're all like yelling and screaming. The the the, the mayor of the town or the the big Mr. Big Shot slaps him around. You know, usually calls him boy, drops a couple of m bombs and stuff. So as they're getting ready to, to, like, basically lynch this guy, Leo Gordon comes in with the girl crying, and she basically says at the end, I, he didn't do anything. It's all like a lie, you yeah. know? Yeah, and William like, Shatner put me up to it. And then know. Leo Gordon gives him a lecture on, you know, like, you know, how can you guys do this? What the hell are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then Shatner guy starts getting really like, oh, no, they're lying. You know, yeah. they're lying. They, don't believe them. They they didn't do it, you know? And basically, like, they, they, they untie the guy, Walk away with him, and then the whole town just like turns uh, her back on Shatner. Turns his back, and it's going like, really, you brought us out here, and nothing happened. What's your problem, dude? You know, what's the, what's what's your deal? And he's just like laying there, quivering like an idiot. And he gets lectured again by Leo Gordon, and then, you know, he just sits there like all oh, like a broken guy, Shatner by the swing mm -hmm. set. You know, he didn't get his dream of you know. Yeah, because he was gonna be a mayor. He wanted to be like. Basically, he just wanted us to, to start riots throughout the yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, and he wanted to take over. Like that's, a, I think that was his master plan. Yeah, I guess. I like, I like the endings of, uh, Corman's movies, most of the time. They're they're left ambiguous. He has a habit of, now things were resolved. I don't mean that, but there wasn't any comeuppance. There wasn't any like weird big finale. Yeah, yeah, right. It just fades out and like, well, now he has to live with this and the town has to live with what they've done. You don't know if he's going to move to another town that's and do what, it again. Yeah, that's or... what Ex Machina did where they didn't show the endings to some of the people. It, it was didn't left, tie it up. It yeah. was left it to your... And that's know. the way life is. It's not tied up. You're left with the crosses you bear, you know. And that, and, that, and it was and that was a neat ending to this movie which, um, you know, I... I liked it. Um, it was a little heavy-handed from time to time. Which, yeah, and that's from the sixties. But that's that's the sixties. To Kill a Mockingbird and all those movies yeah. are coming out. You know, and that's that's Corman. Corman is often heavy-handed with some stuff. You know, he he wants to make sure that people talk about his movie, think about his movie. You know, like you're saying, like get some buzz so we can I keep mean, making I money. Mean, in in a way, it's almost like the one of the first black exploitation movies in a way, you know, like um mm. but but okay, but on the other hand, what Shatner's character is, you know, now you have the opposite. You have like the Al Sharptons of the world. 
you know that no race, different. that race bait in a different. You yeah, know. it's no different. It's just the you know just so, different people doing so it. So it's, like, it's like I said, it's like it was a great idea. You know, nice. You know, let's all get. You know, let's kumbaya. Everybody get together. Inevitably had to happen because it was really nasty in the fifties and the forties and. Well, you, know, you can't be divided like that. You can't be divided, but has it gotten any better? No. Is it is it beyond just so sociology? Yeah. There's just like. It's it, it's all about it's not black or white like I said it's all about green you know mm-hmm. I mean as long as you got the green you you're good you know and, <laughs> and so uh, and uh, let me tell you no matter how hard you try it gets taken from you one way or the other oh yeah it's amazing uh, it is amazing yeah so what are you gonna give it the intruder from 1962 starring I'll give it an eight an eight I'm gonna go with like a seven uh, same area you know it's it is a good movie um it makes you think a little bit here and there and uh. Boy, if you've never seen uh, Captain Kirk being a slime ball, dropping M bombs, there's your movie. <laughs> if you if you if you wanted to see what would happen if Tarantino directed a movie with uh, with uh, Captain Kirk, there you go, because there's more N words per square inch than than most movies. Uh, oh amazing. yeah, yeah, this is an interesting movie. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So here's some trailers, and then when we come back, who are going to be kung fu fighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? What you see is what you get with Females for Hire. And it's a lot more than you have ever seen. Yes, Females for Hire makes the happy hooker look like Mother Goose. It's all here, all of it, with everything left in and nothing left out. The story of the jungle they call the street and the girls who have become the most dangerous game on earth. Here is the marketplace, the buyers and the sellers, the conners and the conned, the dream and the nightmare. Females for hire. They guarantee you a good time. The contract doesn't say you'll come out alive. You're playing with fire with Females for Hire. From Independent International, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. When was the last time you were afraid? Really afraid? 20th Century Fox presents The Mephisto Waltz. The Sound of Terror. Who are the beautiful people of the occult? What is the incredible secret of the black dog called Robin? What terrifying rituals do they perform by the light of a black candle? Brace yourself for the ultimate transplant, the human soul. Brace yourself for the Mephisto Waltz, starring Alan Alda, Jacqueline Bissett, Barbara Parkins, and Kurt Jurgens. The Mephisto Waltz, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Brace yourself for the sound of terror. It comes every time you hear the Mephisto Waltz. Now a question of etiquette. As I passed, I'll give you the ass with the crutch. All right. The the, the, the the devil, the Mephisto, what, what's it called? The, the me- Mephisto Waltz. Yes, that thing and other things. I can't dance. I, I, I can sock up. I can do 50s dancing. Anyway. Uh, Thank you for that. <laughs> hey. Knowledge is power, man. Don't you? You know, we're sharing, we're learning, we're growing. Yeah, you know. something I didn't know. So, <laughs> so, anyway, what would you say? The what's, well, what's the title of this next movie that you've chosen? Uh, Fist of Fear, Touch of Death, 
Kung Fu. Kung Fu. This is the true story of the successor to Bruce Lee. Oh, my God. This movie. Wow. How did you stumble upon this movie? Well, when my buddy was here last week, huh? you know, after we a hard day of running around looking for video, we were looking for something to watch. Jones and for some video, staying, yeah. He was staying at my house, so I said, let's watch a kung fu movie. He goes, you have kung fu? And I go, well, I have this one. He's like, and I no, it out, but I have this. And he goes, like, oh, that movie is pretty crazy movie. It's pretty... Clip show-o-rama. It's pretty wow. bizarre movie. I go, well, let's watch it. And uh, Yeah, no, this I is... I watched it, and I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know how many times I was like, this are you is kidding a, me? This is one of the most egregious movies, uh, like... Not to mention, a movie that we watched before is in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, the Invisible three, Super Chan. Three movies that I've watched are in this, because you got the One-Arm Swordsman. That's that, Invincible Super Chan. No, 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 I know, but there's... Well, he's he played... There was two different clips from oh, two different okay. movies, oh, okay. and the other one was like... A, a, it's one the, was an early movie with Bruce Lee from yeah. 57. Yeah, one of his first Young roles. Young Bruce Lee, yeah, a teenager. And he was... Drama. This show... Dubbed. This, this movie... It start Like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, it's to me, it started out great. Um, I don't know about they, that. No, well, no. I mean, they started out like... like in like seventies like black exploitation in the hood kind of thing and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and you, and you have that it, it Adolf Caesar's like the yeah. announcer the main guy in this movie which uh, yeah and, and, and from Full Metal Jacket I believe he was in it the really drill, I think he was the drill sergeant I'm pretty sure Adolf Caesar wow okay isn't there a black drill sergeant in uh, mm, I'm I maybe, yeah I'm I don't pretty know. sure uh, about uh, it yeah but whatever wrong, um, yeah, whatever so is that his real name Adolf Caesar that's his real name that's not two, true. Two, no it well yeah. <laughs> well maybe not but it's like but that's why would you pick those two guys as your name you know <laughs> I'm gonna be called uh, Hitler Castro Hitler yeah Hitler Castro <laughs> I'm Hitler Castro here or uh, Beelzebub uh, <laughs> whatever you know? so the whole scene <laughs> Aunt Jemima so the whole scene <laughs> <laughs> that syrup will give you diabetes. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so the whole, um, the whole like premise of this movie was, okay, Bruce Lee died, and they interviewed this one guy who was like, this was. He's a, he's a real he's a martial artist. Oh, yeah. Aaron, uh, I can't think of his last name. Aaron something. Yeah. Right. So he's like, oh, um, he, he was killed by the touch of death, uh, the palm of death kind of thing. Yeah, the palm of death. And yeah. uh, and then he's like, so this this karate tournament, it's gonna be. To establish who is the heir apparent to Bruce Lee's invisible, made-up, never-happened champion of all the world status, and you're like, I don't think how this is how any of this works, but whatever, you know. So, and that was the part that was kind of clipping along because it was very odd and in the moment and in the '70s, you know. And then, then it just starts. It the the they do some slight flashbacks. Well, before that, before they get to the flashback, okay, yeah, yeah. they start. They they enter Fred Williamson. Dude, just <laughs> enter Fred Williamson. I would have bet money that after the one girl was like, "Come on, have sex with me more," I would have guaranteed there would have been like three or four girls. Come on, going, yeah, come on, Fred, like, cause he's just a swinging dude. He's banging chicks everywhere. Cause you Fred's know? supposed to be at the tournament, but they didn't wake him up on time because the wake up guy thought he was Harry snap. Belafonte. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's like... That's like a running joke. Aren't you Belly Belly Fonte? You Harry Belly Fonte, me, jive sucker. And you're like, wow, what are you talking about? And every time someone is trying to be shown as a hero, he's saving a woman that's getting raped by a gang of thugs. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. And and like, you're like... And they don't... I mean, obviously, they never get to the rape. They, It's just implied that that's what's going to happen. Well, that's when... There's two times. That's when... 
we get introduced to like Fred Williamson, and then he ends up trying to get a cab, and some guy, Jasper Milk Toast, <laughs> tried to fight him for the cab. This Why? little Weasley-looking <laughs> yeah, guy. This is my cab. I've been standing here like, come and, on. He goes, hey, aren't you Eddie Belafonte? This is my cab. And okay, comedy. Oh man. And then um, see, this is the kind of comedy I like, though. Yeah, totally stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moronic, totally. baseless. There is never any of this has ever happened in like ever in any realm of the world. You know. Totally, totally. <laughs> so they, they they go in the cab and get back, get go to the show, and they're talking about. I think Fred Miller's like, well, there's I got to prove that nobody can beat Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, you know, was the best or whatever, you know. And then like uh, they're showing like clips of, quote unquote, supposedly. Um, Adolph Caesar goes, well, let me show you some clips of me interviewing Bruce Lee. And you can tell Bruce Lee is from the show Longstreet, and he's dubbed by another voice. And they cut to Adolph Caesar in another studio, and they're, they're like, they try to tint them so they look like the they're in the same yeah, place. Yeah, and it's just like, are you kidding? No, no, I, this is the... This is like the tenth. Are you kidding me? Spot at this point. And we're like three minutes in. You know, like, like, li- like literally, and... Th- when they started... Because then they start going to the... But let me tell you really about Bruce Lee... And then they go heavy into the clips, and it kind. This is where it lo- like it lost me because believe it or not, the beginning part I was laughing, I was having a good time, I thought it was funny. Oh, oh but wait! Before we get to the clips, then Ron Van Cleef gets introduced. <laughs> Ron Van Cleef was a a, a, a a black martial artist, and was, supposedly he's interviewing him. I was excited because I thought it, I thought it said Lee Van Cleef. And it's I was like, Ron Van I was Cleef. like, oh my god, Lee Van Cleef! I can't wait to see this movie because a, a, a kung fu movie with Lee Van Cleef. Give well, me a break. We did watch when the stranger, yeah. the stranger in the gunfire. Yeah. we did watch. And I was like, then. yes, and I was like, oh, this isn't Lee Van Cleef at all. It's Ron Van Cleef. <laughs> so there's like a quote-unquote interview with him where they're like in two different places, and then there's that one scene where like Ron goes out and he's walking down the street and there's these two girls running and he's like. This gang, the Jets or the Sharks or whoever, one or the other from New York, is like, "Hey, baby, you got you. Your ass looks like glass. I'm gonna rape you or whatever." You know, Dude, they were so weird. And then Ron gets in there and beats everybody up, and He's it's like, like, "I got your purse for I, you too," and all that. Your purse for, and then she goes, and, and then oh no, that was Kada. That was no, the that's other. the other one. Yeah, and yeah, after yeah. he's them beating everybody, she goes, "Oh, thank you so much, Ron." How, how can I, I? How can I repay you? And he looks at the camera like, yeah. Wings, and then, and then, and then, uh, then Adolf Caesar. What's his name? Caesar. Adolf Caesar. Adolf, Adolf Caesar. Caesar goes, and I think we know how Ron got paid back. Wink, and you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, here, you're man. like, wait a minute. She just prevented her from getting raped, and now, uh, well, it is the seventies. Oh. So yeah. anyway, so then they come back and they go, well, there's they're showing you more fights, and there's this one where this other Asian martial arts guy. The one that cracked me up was the one guy. They're having all these weird fights, and there was one where Joe, uh, what's his name? Not Joe Louie, uh, Bill Louie, is fighting some guy, and, and he's like, knock, takes him down, and then he supposedly, like, pops his eyes out and throws him at throws the him audience. The crowd, and, you're like, and you're like, oh no, are you, again, are you kidding me again? And yet, yeah, and the whole time, because at this point, we're splicing <laughs> interview, kind of, kind of interview backstory. It's, a, yes. it's almost like setting up for a kumite. You know, like we've seen it a million times, like the Kumite, now you're kind of getting a glimpse into all the fighters, then you're going to see the fights, then you're going to have a winner. That's not how this goes, but that's what, like, that's the framework most people work within. Sure. And, and, you know, and then you have this weird stuff where you're like, what am I watching? There's a small Korean lady is flipping over a sumo guy and (laughs) stepping on his stomach, and you're like, what the hell am I watching here? Like, just, oh, and she flipped him more, so she wins, and... 
it's clear that whoever made this had no concept of of martial arts, of of competitions, of tournaments, of reality, of like they just said let's make a movie and use some clips and they were like, Yeah, sure, we, do we it. got these clips, we've got this footage at the MSG, we got this old Bruce Lee movie, we've got this. We got some Fred Williamson here, we got some this Bill Louie guy here who later shows up as Cato. And we got oh all these God. people here. Let's let's Numerous, somehow or another yeah. we're gonna like put this in the blender and we're gonna have a movie for yep, here's you. Here's your here's your movie smoothie. We've blended it up. We've put a little bit of kale in there, and here you go. Numerous times, numerous, numerous times, we had Bruce Lee, a China Chinaman, saying he was going to be a samurai, and I'm like, oh my god, do you have no concept of the hatred these two countries have for each other? Do you not understand what you're saying here? This is like so. So at some point after after the Ron Van Cleef, Adolf Caesar goes, and now we're going to tell you about. The Bruce Lee story. That's right. And then it cuts to like oh, that is, movie with Bruce Lee from the 50s. This is where the wheels come off the cart. Then it starts for getting me, really it's, slow. It's boring and slow and just you're like, oh, come on, dude. Except for one part where like there's one part where the Bruce Lee's dad comes in and his mother's saying something and, and he goes like, you are a royal pain in the ass or something like <laughs> yeah, that. that. And, like, and then he makes the servant girl go get him a steak because the doctors are saying you're supposed to eat. <laughs> I was what are you talking about? You know, and this, this, this is surrealism at its This best, is man. one of the strangest movies, you know, and sad, it was sad to me that it did die so horribly in the middle. It was just slow and bloated, and nothing was. Things were wrong, and it never. If it would have jumped back to setting up for this fight, it would have <laughs> been better. But then the other thing that you realize quickly is like, there's no Kumite. There's no, like, multiple fights. We're going to see one fight, and it's going to be strange and awkward. And, and you're like, oh, damn it. You know, like, you just... Because you're seeing these fighters. Yeah. You should set move it along. Set it up. Move it along. Set it up. <laughs> fight. 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 Winner. You know, blood sport. And you're like, yay. And, but no, this is not what happened with this one. So the, then they go... The, then Bruce Lee has his own story, and... His parents go, you, you're kung fu crazy, Bruce. You're just kung fu crazy. They, they said that they said kung fu crazy like it was like a, it was almost like a reefer it was madness. Like dynamite it was, it was, or it was, something. No, it was like reefer know? madness except for kung fu addicts. You're like, you're a kung fu addict. You're you kung fu crazy. They're expecting this to be the catchphrase like hey or you know dynamite or something, but uh, I didn't catch on. This movie did. Um, this movie did. <laughs> create a new T-shirt that I will unveil in the oh, coming week. Oh, I can't wait! Oh yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. Oh, but it's you're gonna. I love it. No, you're gonna love it. You're gonna be like, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So then, then Bruce Lee's talking about like he wants to be like his ancient ancestor, and then we get into the clips of Invincible Super Chan, and I'm going like, my friend goes, that's Invincible Super Chan. I'm going like, oh my god, yeah, it is. I know that movie. I like that movie. And oh, then, it's a good movie. And then it's like back and forth between Super Chan story and Bruce Lee's soap opera drama and Super Chan. And then finally it resolves that Bruce Lee... And then Bruce Lee came back to the United States after, you know, for whatever reason. And he became Cato on the Green Hornet. And then they showed like a fake Cato. Or so then we get yeah. Bill Louie dressed up as Cato with a mustache that Cato never had. And then it we get another scene with like the sharks and the jets and, and yeah, Central well, Park and he's looking to rape again. I guess I guess New York in the seventies was rape crazy. Just rape crazy, like kung fu crazy, but rape crazy. Yeah, it was like know? rape crazy. So then oh they're going to like. It was so weird. It was so 
weird. It was like nonstop objectifying, and it was just like they would like take binoculars and look at girls' asses as they were running, and you're like, well. you're like, come on, dude, and then and then like. Then, the, then there was that part where he's like fighting, and he gives the, the girl back. It's like, oh, and he takes his mask off. I was like, I have to go fight. And, yeah, right. And, and then, and then that, then that, who's the white kung fu guy? Oh, Aaron. Like, uh, Aaron, whatever. Can't think of he's that like, thing. well, actually, it, we didn't really talk a lot about kung fu. We just spent the time um, admiring each other, saying, and then they showed Bruce Lee going, no, you are the best of this stuff, and then he's oh, like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah, the best, yeah, and I was yeah. like. I was like, you, you've never read or seen a single thing about Bruce Lee in your life. The, the makers of this movie never took the time to know a single thing about Bruce Lee before they made this movie. I mean, clip... Kung Fu... They had a vague idea. Kung Fu clip sh- movies are nothing new. Uh, Kung Fu is the same as porn. Scenes are just hacked up, re-edited, hacked up, re-edited. They're used ten different times in twenty different movies. You know, and that's that's very common. They... Chop, you know the chop sake or chop yeah, suey. Chop they sake, just, yeah. they just, you know, they just kept using and using and using. And that's if it was close enough, they did it. Well, my my favorite, uh, my favorite thing in in kung fu was like the the blatant and shameless use of other music without like you know. We're, that's the best thing about some of these movies where you're like, hey, that's ELP. Hey, that's the Star Wars. Thing. They don't care. Yeah, hey, that, that's, it's like it's so great to, to to like you know be like put in that world and then like take into another world with like music. Well, I, from, I said I have one that has the, the the Star Wars sound effects in it, and they didn't even cut out the talking. The droids are sitting there talking in the background, and you're like, I hear you. I can hear you. I can hear it. They just took Star Wars and just put it in the background. So great! I have to find that one. We have to watch that one. You'll be like, oh my god! So, so then, yeah. they, so then they go back to New York, and then like more fights ensue, and then yeah. I, you know, it just kind of fizzles out at that point. Yeah, you know, it like, did it, and I, it started so strong for me. I can't, yeah. I can't start this enough. I when I went into this, I was like laughing and having a good time, and I was like, this is absurd, you know, theater of the absurd, and and I was having a great time with it, and then. It lost me in that boring part, and it never got me back because the fight was just as dull as the other shit. You know, like, like and, and then at the, man, at the, at the end something. of the movie, after all the fights and all the whatever, they come to the conclusion that well, since Bruce Lee passed away, they can never they can never find because the whole fight was to see who's going to be the next Bruce Lee, the next great fighter. And they came to the, they come to the conclusion that since he passed away and nobody can fight him, then. We'll never, we'll, ne- we'll, we'll never, never be know. anybody better because you'll, you'll never have him fight Bruce Lee, you know. So it's like, wow. oh, that's deep that was movie. Deep, that was deep, you know. Deep and then because they were showing like that, it was like a kickboxing kind yeah, of. Yeah, there was all uh, sorts fight. of. The kumite wasn't martial arts; it was kickboxing. And then, then they showed that dude who smashed his head through like a million. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went through that. And yeah. then they showed the um, some guy where was getting hit in his wrist with a sledgehammer to break boards. Like, I, I mean, quite it. frankly, I mean, if you wanted to, you can get clips from kung fu movies, splice them together, and shoot a couple scenes like in your backyard there, and you can do like Fist of Fear, Touch of Death too, basically. Yeah, and, uh, I could, we I mean, could we could edit it now and just put it out there, and people would yeah, be like, yeah, part two. People would be like, well, this is a flop, but who cares? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like just put it out, sell it to, take it to Dollar Tree, you know, for a buck, you know. <laughs> hey, we got a new kung fu movie. We're charging you like fifty cents or a yeah. quarter. You can put it out for a buck, you know. Whatever, package it up. Yeah, they yeah. say. I don't give a crap. Yeah, so um, an interesting movie. Not what I expected, but I definitely like any movie that makes me like go like, you know, look at with this, this befuddled, like a, laughing. 
is is okay with well, me. Well, they did it too because this really was confusing and funny and stupid and bizarre and like. Oh, I forgot, and I forgot that Invincible Super Chan where the where they brought that girl that had been yeah. like uh, ravaged and, yeah, or daughter, beat up yeah, and his daughter yeah. and and he, and he just like shrugs those that band of idiots that were trying to fight him you know yeah yeah that was uh, a good movie man and and what's funny was the clips from super chan look better than the version that i watched of it oh, you know? know so they had nicer footage <laughs> they paid for the actual film but you know it's on youtube fist of fear touch of death so if you really want to see i'd advise you don't <laughs> i no, i say yes i say yes i say please go run out and youtube it or if you can't go out to the store and buy it for a dollar please buy it <laughs> Please support. Uh, please please support, support these hapless idiots who made this horrible disaster. Yes. <laughs> please give them more encouragement. Give they need more. to make more. I get to see that guy waking up and be like, "Dude, we got we sold like five last week. We have to make a second one." <laughs> yeah, it's like people say, "Encourage." You know, you're encouraging bad behavior. This is bad behavior that I encourage. <laughs> nice. You oh know, I really my. do encourage more people to make movies like this. Because I'm entertained by them. Uh, we will watch this on the like show. This. Exactly, yeah. But uh, anyway. So, I mean, what are you going to wrap? What, what are you going to give gonna this I'm going to give one? it an eight, man. I love eight? this movie. Wow. Wow. You're going to give it like a six. four? No, a six. six, yeah. You, oh, you get it's it. It's still watchable. It's, it's watchable. Just, uh, you know, I really wish they would have done more flashbacks and done a little bit more work. <laughs> just a little, put a little bit more into it. You know, I don't know. They had Fred Williamson for a day. Obviously, they just... They could have had him fight or something. Anything. Because then, I mean, maybe he was actually... This might have actually been around an event. Maybe this really was one of those kickboxing... It ex- was. It was. Uh, it had to have been as an exhi- event. Exhibition. It was that, an exhibition. They filmed it. They asked permission. And then they, they used the just, clips. And then they built a movie around it. But some of that stuff had to be... Some of that stuff, like the eye thing and that Korean lady flipping over that sumo, that had to be just... Some comedy. Some comedy that they For just the, kind maybe of... Maybe in the exhibition they had some comedy, you know? Or they, know. they probably reshot that part because they're like, oh maybe. my God, you never know though. We'll never know because I don't know who the... <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find much about it. Jive Turkey Industries isn't around anymore. We can't really Aquarius, ask Aquarius. Aquarius releasing, I think, was the name of the company. Aquarius. Oh my God. They, they, I need to find more movies by Aquarius. <laughs> it is the dawning... They're going to be like, in the dawning of the age of Aquarius, man. They, they did They did other... they taking over Hollywood... <laughs> They did other exploitation. I my 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 uh what I'm gonna do this week is look for the more of Aquarius. <laughs> they did other kung fu movies and other things like that. And you I'm, know they're gonna be good. You're gonna have like a you're gonna have a freaking uh, a clipboard with like every Aquarius movie. We're just and, gonna and check we're gonna them out. What <laughs> I mean, like, and now we've seen every Aquarius movie that's ever been made. All six of them. Shoot us. Shoot us now. Put us out of our horrible misery. That's exactly right. Uh, well, we're coming a little bit light this week, but that's all right. The movies were a little light this week. You got anything else you want to go over? No, man, no, I'm, you know. Oh, done. boy. I did, uh, I, I plunked down the money and picked up the uh, Star Wars Blu-ray, so I'm going to rewatch the new Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, Much to your ire. I can't, I, I actually Much like. Much to my, like. Chagrin, your ire, my your disdain. Nothing. Nothing my, my to nothing. Now, the movie, the new one. The new one, I had a lot of admiration for it. It was very... It reset the, the franchise away from the abysmal middle <laughs> segment there. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, All right. You know, they went back to basics. They, yep. They, they did. Not one mention of Metachlorian. Not one... None of that bullshit. No, you know, no, no more of the uh, Australian uh, clone maker. You know, Oi, I'm Australian. And for some reason, and you're like, okay. 
but whatever. Well, I mean, you know, I have my feelings on that, but, uh, you know, who cares? <laughs> the listener cares, man. Nah, I don't think so. Like, I think our listener cares more about Fist of Fear, Touch of Death, than You're probably Star right, because if you're tuning into this on show 209, you already had 208 shows to figure out what we're all about. And we're, it ain't we're, about Star Wars. we're about Star Crash, not Star Wars. <laughs> I did try and watch some stupid... Amazon Prime again. I'm, I'm a commercial for Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime had this like cheesy, like a, a fake Star Wars, and it was like with ham salad and. Oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, but that one was like it was like an hour and a an hour and eight minutes, and it was almost like told like a trailer nonstop. Oh, what is but that? But I fell movie? asleep I though. It, it was like it was it was Hardware Wars, Hard Wars. Hardwares? That's right. Wars? Very strange. I mean, maybe it was just because I was falling asleep in and out of it. It wasn't good, but it was kind of funny. Like, sometimes you laugh and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. Well, we oh, we also did um the other one, the, the Mel Brooks, Spaceballs, too. Spaceballs is We're awesome. about Spaceballs and Star Crash. Not Dude, Star Mel Brooks Crash. is hilarious. I mean, I, you know, I know some of his stuff went off the charts, or yeah. off, the, off the track, but uh, all right. That's going to be it for this week. I think next week we're going to be... Uh, I think I'm going to stick to my guns and, and pick Jive Turkey. Jive Turkey. I don't, I, I, I don't turkey. know what I'm going to No, do. that's okay. I mean, if I, like, if I have this show, that, the movie I'm going to do next week, I'll, I'll say them. But I'm going to say... Uh, I, Jive I, Turkey. Uh, originally, I had picked Jive Turkey for this week. And uh, that movie has three different titles. Uh, so I'm like, oh. That's got a, that's a sign of goodness. <laughs> that's got to hurt. <laughs> that's a sign of goodness. <laughs> sure is. Oh, and I can't end with the the. Th- no, no, but I, we I brought I brought Grindhouse themes, so we got. Something okay, to I was gonna say I can't end the show like I normally do with I sing whenever I sing. I forgot to yet grab it, but I'm getting I sing whenever I okay. sing. The mushroom song will return. We're still in the throngs of uh, rebuilding after the devastating loss of ransomware after taking over the computer. Ransomware, yeah. Son of a bitch. Tell anyway, you what. go to B.O.D. and you'll hear more. Oh, yeah, go to B.O.D. this week and you're going to hear a whole lot of hatred. Uh, and here's some exploitation movie to, or some, what is it, Grindhouse what a, no, this theme is, this to take is, us out? This is a, ni- a wonderful theme to take us out. Nice. See you all next week, everyone. He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! <laughs>